1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Dina Schlosser believed that the apocalypse was coming and that God was calling for her and her baby to come to him. Her mental health was failing, and her husband and church believed that only God could solve her problems. So, she sent her daughter to be with God. This is Monsters. Dina Leitner's parents divorced when she was 5 years old, and she was diagnosed with hydrocephalus when she was only 8. Hydrocephalus is a condition where fluid builds up within the brain and can cause increased pressure inside the skull. Dina underwent 8 surgeries to place shunts in her brain, heart, and abdomen by the time she was 13 years old. That led to kids at school making fun of her for her frequently shaved head. It wasn't until she started attending Marist College in New York that she finally found a group of friends that she felt she fit in with. One of the students in that group was John Schlosser. It took John a year to work up the nerve to ask Dina out, but he eventually did and it led to their marriage in 1990. Dina finished her degree in psychology the following year, and everyone believed that John was working on a degree in computer sciences, but it turned out that he was just taking the tuition money from his in-laws and wasn't attending school. His own parents visited to attend a graduation party for him, but not long after, Dina's mother Connie and her stepfather Mick found out that it was all a sham. The couple both began working, but had trouble holding jobs for very long. Dina had worked for Visa, but quit because customers were rude. When she worked for a nursing home, she didn't like the way some of the patients were treated. She didn't like confrontation, so when something happened on a job that she didn't like, she would simply walk out. In the decades after they got married, they had two daughters. Brianna was born in 1995, and Kelsey was born in 1997. Fortunately, John's interest in computers still landed him a decent job, and the family moved to Fort Worth, Texas in 2000. He was making almost $100,000 a year, and the family bought a large house in an upscale neighborhood where Dina stayed home to take care of Brianna and Kelsey. Dina had suffered from minor postpartum depression after the birth of her first two children. She was treated with medication, which she would stop taking after feeling better. It was never considered to be serious enough to cause concern. After the move, the couple were introduced to the Water of Life Church that was located in Plano, Texas. Both John and Dina came from Catholic families, but neither of them had been devoutly religious before this. The couple became so dedicated to the church and the pastor, Doyle Davidson, that they were making the more than 100-mile or 160-kilometer round trip up to six days a week. Some of the two-hour sermons didn't end until 10 p.m. on nights when the children had school the next day. When Connie and Mick came to visit, Connie expressed concern that her grandchildren were going to bed so late, sometimes without dinner. Dina responded, quote, God has not directed me to do anything other than what I'm doing. End quote. Connie called Davidson and asked him to talk to Dina about the kids, but he called her a heathen who was infected with the Jezebel spirit. Connie was no quitter, so she attended one of the services with Dina in an attempt to talk to the pastor. While there, Davidson laid his hands on Connie and claimed to be releasing the demons inside of her that were causing her Parkinson's disease. Since Dina believed wholeheartedly that prayer would cure her mother, she removed the medication from her purse before dropping her off at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. While there, Connie's Parkinson's worsened before she could get on her flight and without her medication, she became almost completely paralyzed. She sat in the airport in her own feces throughout the night until someone noticed something was wrong the next morning. The Good Samaritan dug through her luggage and was able to find a few pills and get Connie on a flight back home. Dina was completely under the spell of Davidson and his preaching. Doyle Davidson started the Water of Life Church in 1981. He believes he's a prophet who is following the instructions given to him directly by God. One of the core messages that God gave to Davidson was that a Jezebel spirit ruled Plano, Texas. It was the spirit of a pagan prophetess that originates in a woman and operates through her to rule men.
2: I uh, would like to begin with this statement. I probably said it incorrectly myself. So I'm not condemning or criticizing anyone. But Jezebel is a woman, and it's not a spirit. Got it? It's a woman. And that woman walks in witchcraft.
0: Yeah, before we begin, I do want to show everyone where you got the definition of a Jezebel and what it is, and it is in Second Kings 9, and it's when Jehu is coming to deal with that family, and uh, Jerem says to Jehu, is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, what peace? So long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. And that's where we understand what a Jezebel is.
2: eighty when I was sent by God to Plano, it wasn't long a woman came sent by another woman to tell me I would fall I would fall I said well thank you uh, I'm not going to fall but uh, God opposed me and God sent me so don't be bothered about me falling Amen. Both of those women are dead and I'm still dancing.
1: Surely there is no one like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, his wife, incited him. First Kings, chapter 21, verse 25.
2: I met more than one Jezebel. Unfortunately, Jezebel as great... Influence or leads most religions. You better know she's there. Jezebel is all over the country, all over the world. I've been seeing in the spirit women with robes. With a sash on them. It amazes me. It's like we're in my bedroom. On the wall. But it cannot be. <laughs> it cannot be. There's no television in there. No screens. Nothing. When I see them, they're all eloquently dressed with their gold-colored attire. They amaze me what I see. Only the last two or three days have I been thinking this must be Jezebel's in our places.
1: His church taught that a wife should obey their husbands, and if they didn't, they would not be able to give birth. If a wife questioned her husband, she was possessed by the Jezebel spirit. John once angered his visiting in-laws by claiming that he was the head of the household and that he owned his wife and kids. Clearly a message he had gotten from Davidson's preaching. They also believed that everything could be fixed through prayer. Even illnesses could be prayed away, claiming that medicine was actually witchcraft. But
2: bad witchcraft. bad. Bad with Grab. Bad, bad with Grab. Bad, bad, bad with Grab. Bad, bad with Grab. Bad, bad with Grab. Bad, bad with Grab.
1: Bad with Grab. Dina's mother Connie, who had worked as a nurse, brought over some cough medicine when she learned that Brianna had a cough. Dina threw away the bottle and told her mother, quote, we use prayer, end quote. Davidson's views were so extreme that he once claimed that two Christian girls who were killed during the Columbine shooting would have lived if they had had more faith. He had been broadcasting his sermon at the time, and the broadcaster pulled his airtime after hearing his disgusting rant. Davidson also suddenly decided that his own wife, Patty, had been taken over by the Jezebel ruler of Plano, Texas. By 1984, he no longer considered her to be his wife, though they never divorced. In 1987, he claimed that God had given him a new wife, an already married member of his church named Lisa Staten. He had an affair with Staten for quite a few years before breaking the news to Lisa's husband, J.R. Staten. To Davidson's surprise, when he announced that God had given Lisa to him, Lisa told her husband that Davidson was lying. He then sent an email to each of the Statens. Dear Lisa, I sent this email to J.R. and I'm forwarding it to you with these instructions. Don't even let J.R. lay his hands on your body. I have power over your body. 1 Corinthians 7 Love you, Doyle J.R. Don't lay your hands on Lisa, you child of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. Do not even touch my wife's flesh. Doyle Davidson Soon after that, Davidson went to the Staten home and demanded that Lisa come live with him. J.R. claimed that he came home and found the preacher sitting on top of his wife with his hands around her throat, attempting to cast out the Jezebel spirit. After calling the police, Davidson was arrested and given a fine. The Statons didn't press charges, but were both promptly fired from the church, and Lisa Staten's refusal to, quote, submit to God's will, end quote, was a topic of Davidson's sermons for years.
0: He gave me a wife. Our name is Lisa. Are you ready for this? And Lisa's a slut. My wife is a slut. How would you like for God to give you a wife that's a slut? Lisa is a slut. My wife that God gave me. And you want to know who told me she was a slut? God told me she was a slut. God gave her to me. She's my wife. You can't believe what she says. She can't keep her word. She's a traitor. She's my wife. God gave her to me. I said this today. I'm going to say it now. You know, Lisa, uh I could have loved your sister, the one that you were jealous of. I could have wanted her, the one that you were so damn jealous of. God gave you to me, idiot.
1: According to him, the whole thing was a setup by Satan to destroy his cult, I mean, ministry. The Statens eventually went into hiding. Not long after moving to Fort Worth, John found a new job making $130,000 a year, but it only lasted 90 days. After that, he did freelance consulting from home, but it wasn't enough to pay the bills. Their house was foreclosed on in 2002 and the couple moved to an apartment in Plano to be closer to the church. Dina's family began noticing that she would talk more and more about the church and specifically about Doyle Davidson. In spring of 2003, Dina became pregnant and gave birth to Margaret, who they would call Maggie, on January 9, 2004. Dina gave birth at their apartment with the help of a midwife. Even though she only gave birth to one child, she believed that she gave birth to twins, a girl and a boy, but the boy died and was already with God. The following day, Dina was reading the Bible when she said the word cut jumped off the page at her, so she attempted to slit her wrists with a pair of scissors. John found her bleeding in the bathroom, but he says he didn't think to take her to the hospital. He just covered the cuts with bandages and prayed for it to get better. She would later tell a psychiatrist that she wanted to prove that God would heal her. Five days later, Dina believed that characters on the television were laughing at her. She burst out of the apartment and started running down the street. Brianna was at school, and Maggie was in her crib, but Kelsey, now five years old, tried to run after her mother. The police finally found her two miles away, and when they approached her, she started screaming. She was admitted to Green Oaks Psychiatric Hospital. After two days in the hospital, she was diagnosed with postpartum psychosis and prescribed medication. Dina wanted to stay in the hospital longer, but John said he prayed about it and believed that the best place for Dina was to be at home. Child Protective Services kept tabs on the mother for a few months, but the medication did his job, so the case was closed. Of course, as soon as that happened, Dina went off of her medication because, as far as she was concerned, medication was witchcraft and she should be able to pray her condition away. They saw her improvement as a sign that the praying was working, not the medication that was specifically made to treat her condition. Over the next few months, Dina showed multiple signs of psychosis. She made animal noises by growling and hissing. Once, she believed she could hear Jesus building an ark in her neighborhood. The most disturbing act from Dina was when she told John that she wanted to give Maggie to Davidson. She believed that Maggie was supposed to marry the preacher and that she wanted to, quote, give the baby to God, end quote. John didn't take her seriously. He didn't take any of her mental health seriously. He continually convinced Dina that she didn't need to go back to the hospital and he hid her actions from the doctors so they wouldn't try to put her back on medication. He was positive that his faith in God was enough to repair his wife and his family. He was wrong. On November 22, 2004, Dina Schlosser had been up for days reading the Bible and had become convinced that her daughter and she were meant to go to heaven. A Bible verse read, If the right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. She knew what she had to do. With gospel music playing in the background, Dina took a 9-inch butcher knife from the kitchen and cut off both of Maggie's arms. The baby screamed and struggled as she did it, made obvious by the more than 50 puncture marks on her cheek where the knife struck as Dina sawed through the baby's flesh. The mother then plunged the knife into her own shoulder and started cutting off her own arm. When the phone rang, she stopped cutting and picked it up. When she heard John's voice on the phone, she calmly told him that she had cut off Maggie's arms. Instead of calling 911, John called Davidson, who told him to call her friend, Carolyn Thomas. After being notified by John, Carolyn called Dina, and while she was on the phone with her, one of Carolyn's co-workers called 911. A 911 operator called Dina to check on her, and she calmly answered his questions. When the operator asked what happened, she simply answered, I cut her arms off. The operator clarified that she had just said what he thought she said. The operator asked if the baby was conscious, and Dina calmly said, No. They asked if she was breathing, and she calmly said, No. When police arrived, they found Maggie laying in her crib, covered in blood. She was rushed to the hospital, but it was too late. Maggie had died of blood loss. Dina was still holding the knife when she answered the door. She told the officer, quote, I felt I had to, end quote. Dina Schlosser was found not guilty by reason of insanity and admitted to North Texas State Hospital until she was no longer deemed a threat to herself or others. While there, she was roommates with fellow child murderer Andrea Yates. During the trial, there was a lot of attention to her devotion to the Water of Life Church, and Doyle Davidson claimed that he barely knew the couple, despite being the first person John called after the incident. CPS took custody of Brianna and Kelsey, but John was able to regain custody of them. He would eventually file for divorce with one of the stipulations that Dina not be allowed to ever have contact with him or her daughters again. In 2008, Dina Schlosser was released to outpatient care. She would be required to see her psychiatrist once a week, was required to be on birth control, and was not allowed to have any unsupervised contact with children. Schlosser went back to using her maiden name, Dina Leitner, and was spotted working at Walmart in Terrell, Texas in 2012. The media got hold of the story and it turned out that Dina was fired before the story even appeared on the news. There's not much information about where she is now. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America who operate the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Be safe. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, you can help us out by leaving us a review or rating on whatever podcast app you listen through. You can also subscribe to the show to ensure you don't miss an episode. Also, remember that if you'd like to support the show, you can find information on how to do that at thisismonsters.com forward slash support. Thanks again.
0: Hi, I'm your unused PTO,
2: just sitting here waiting to be noticed. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Like that one crush in college you never asked out. I'm talking about missed opportunities, my friend. Use me, for a ski trip with your buddies, or a cozy mountain getaway, or go visit your mom and help her with her phone.
1: It's getaway time. If your unused PTO is not motivation enough, then how about the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event? Get our best deals of the season on selected brand new Hyundai vehicles and relax wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance.
2: In the end, you only regret the PTO you didn't take.
1: It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR, zero payments for 90 days and 500 bonus cash on select vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1323. Call one 562 314 603 for complete offer details. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's You Know What. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating, you can depend on
2: Good boy. Keep your hat on, pet. Why?
1: We're playing dinner at the North Pole, remember? So we need to wear our big warm coats inside. When it comes to food or heat, many families will face impossible choices this Christmas. Please support the St. Vincent de Paul Annual Appeal. Donate locally or at svp.ie.
0: Thank you.